0: A lot of people focus on a particular genre of music. And that's, I have had radio shows that were country. I've done a punk show. I've done a radio show that was cover songs. I have done mashups. Mm-hmm. I've done a punk or I've done a, a metal show. I've done, you know, my two podcasts now are basically music related all across mm-hmm. the genres. So I can talk to you equally about Barb Marley as I can about Kenny Rogers, as I can about Bob Seeger, as I can about Creator, as I can about Barbara Streisand, as I can about whatever. And it throws people off because when I did my original radio show, I would play The Cure and then I would play Slayer and then I would play Charlie Daniels. And then I would play something and people were like, how can you, why do you do that? You know, play Thrash Metal Country and Alternative all together because I can't.
1: everyone and welcome to a new episode of set Listing bruce your podcast all about bruce springsteen his music mostly his fans i am your host jesse jackson uh we're jumping off the bruce train a little bit today though i'm sure he will come up he always does and uh we are talking music god <laughs> my new friend cj is on the horn with me cj welcome to the podcast
0: Thank you, man. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Thank you for having me and uh, allowing me to be the random mess that I am of a a music uh, expert, I guess. Yeah, you know, it was funny
1: right before we hit record, you had said, man, I had a rough day. And I'm like, all right, we're going to shake it all off and we're going to make the day better. So tell us a little about yourself.
0: Um. You know, I, I got through the day with music, man. Uh, me personally, um, where did I start? Uh, I grew up in the front seat of a Peterbilt. Uh, my dad is in his 52nd year of truck driving. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, this was long before, you know, laptops, computers, or cell phones, any of that. Yeah. Uh, I had books and music. And we listened to a lot of music. Uh, Bob Seger being at the top of the list. Uh, my dad's absolute favorite uh, rule number one with my dad is thou shalt speak no but bo- no bad of Bob Seger, um, but uh, Pink Floyd, Boston, Bad Company, uh, Jerry Reed, um, Charlie Daniels, Marshall Tucker, Blackfoot, yeah, um, you know all of the classic Southern rock. Uh, my grandfather went. I got to the point where I had to attend school. I stayed with my grandparents. Uh, my grandfather, who is 95 this year, mm-hmm. uh, was a classic country fan. Okay. So I got Hank Sr. and Farron Young and Hank Snow and uh, Conway Twitty and all of them. Uh, where
1: was uh, where was home base for
0: your grandparents? Where were you living? I, well, I grew up in the thumb of Michigan. Okay. Uh, up near the, kind of near not quite at the Saginaw Bay, but up around that area, uh, north of Flint, south of Saginaw. Uh, uh, if you, if you know who, uh, Greta Van Fleet is, I actually Uh, grew up just down the road from where they're from. Okay. Um, so I actually went to high school with their father. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, that is one of my cool, uh, rock and roll stories is I can say that I went to father with, or I went to school with the father of, uh, Greta boy so mm-hmm. um nice who, he 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 is an amazing musician in his own right mm-hmm. uh he actually attended berkeley institute of music mm, in okay so he is uh those those boys were brought up to be rock stars <laughs> it wasn't something they just chose to do he bred them boys to be that what they were so um so yeah.
1: Well, so, CJ, I you know, that's you, you've you actually answered my first question, right, is growing up, what kind of music you listen to? But it sounds like you had both pretty far extremes on both sides, you know, classic well, country and, yeah. then,
0: you know, good old what we call and now, then, you know, yeah, classic
1: yeah. rock. But yeah.
0: So and then uh, the 80s hit, I, I uh, we, we had a steady stream, uh, me and my cousins. We listened to Rick Dees and Casey yeah. Kasem. So we had that. And then, of course, the late 80s, early 90s hit. We had hair bands, got deeply Mm -hmm. into that. Uh, I got into the punk scene and I got a a lot of punk, um, which progressed to me playing in a metal band, playing death metal in a band called Psychotic Therapy. Um, I spent summers in the Cayman Islands in Jamaica with my uncle, uh, who owned a scuba resort there. So I got a lot of reggae. Mm -hmm. Um, So literally, I have... Had music around me from all over the world, all the different styles. Um, my music collection right now is about 1.8 million songs on my hard drives, about a hundred uh-huh. different genres. Wow! So I literally listen to just about everything. Yeah, um, I have bands from Pakistan, Japan, Sweden, uh, Indonesia, uh, Kazakhstan. Uh, It's all across the the spectrum. So
1: (laughs) it just, I guess being raised that way, you just, you, you had a pardon the pun, a hungry heart for music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Music is, you know, music has always been, they say say music calms the hungry beast. Right. And that is very much me. Like I've always had a, a restless mind, you know, um, Mm -hmm. And music has been the one thing that has always been able to focus me, Mm -hmm. keep me um, in the words of Michael Monroe. uh, You know, he said dead jail or rock and roll. Um, I've known my whole life. It was always Mm going to be one of those three choices. Mm -hmm. It was, I was either going to be dead. I was going to be in jail or I was going to play rock and roll in some Mm -hmm. form. And uh, luckily (laughs) you know I got to go down to rock and roll avenue and uh, it's uh, kept me out of jail for the most part and it's kept me alive yeah it's uh, it's been my saving grace you know and it is what I know Mm -hmm. I've dedicated my life to it for 40 plus years and there was never a backup plan at 13 years old I was going to be a rock star my grandpa said that's cute you should have a backup plan my backup plan was I was going to be a rock star (laughs) that's (laughs)
1: that's <laughs> so, awesome
0: you know um, <laughs> so you
1: your yeah. your twiddle handle right you 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 know you call yourself um rock god so talk to me music about god. the nickname music god yes how god, did TJ you Plains. yeah how did that come up with what where how did that on how did that j- nickname find its way
0: to you it actually came from my sixth grade teacher okay um i was in a mixed choir mixed Mm course class and she was talking about bob seeger okay and from growing up in the front seat of that truck essentially having nothing to do other than read liner notes and lyrics for most of those records yeah she made a claim and i told her she was wrong what what was the claim She was talking about the song um, We've Got Tonight. Okay. I believe it was. All right. And the claim that it was produced by a certain person. And I said, it wasn't produced. It was produced by this person on this date at this studio in this town. And she was like, it's impossible for you to know all that. And I was like, I'm telling you, the song We've Got Tonight was, Mm -hmm. you know, produced by Bob Marlette at Ypsilani Studios in Ypsilani, Michigan, on April 24th,
2: 1976.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> see, I, I've got to check that. So she come back the next day and she brought the record from home, pulled it out and looked at it. And she seen that I was correct. And in a real snotty voice, she said to me, well, aren't you just the little music god? Oh, and how funny. After that, all of my friends just, that's what I was. Any yeah. question about music? they came to me and it stuck with me my whole life. I've had this insane knowledge of music that, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and and I've kind of run with a little bit as a sure No, yeah. Because I do. I mean, I, a lot of people focus on a particular genre of music and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I have had radio shows that were country. I've done a punk show. I've done, uh, a, a radio show that was cover songs I have done mashups mm-hmm. I've done a punk or I've done a, a, a metal show I've done you know my two podcasts now are basically music related all across mm-hmm. the genres so I can talk to you equally about Bob Marley as I can about Kenny Rogers as I can about Bob Seeger, as I can about creator as I yeah. can about barbara streisand as i can about whatever and it throws people off because yeah when i did my original radio show i would play the cure and then i would play slayer and then i would play the uh charlie daniels and then i would play okay something and people were like how can you why do you do that why do you play thrash metal country and alternative all together mm-hmm because I can.
1: Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> just how your mind works, right? If there is just, no genre of music, yeah. it's just it's I it's can. music. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's it's me showing off in a way, kind of like look mm-hmm. what I can do, you know. And yeah. I I don't do it to be cocky, but I kinda do because okay. I love I love spreading music. Okay. And I find that a lot of songs by artists, the best songs aren't the ones they release as singles. They aren't the ones that are, you know, the deep cuts are some of the best songs and you don't hear them on the radio. People don't know those songs and I want them to know those songs. So that's kind of my flex
2: per
0: se is I play a lot of deep cuts and So, you know,
1: talk about what was the first what was your first gig? You talked about your first show. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Your first first time musically in a band
1: or your work. Well, let's let's talk about like you. It sounds like you talk about the first concert I went to or the first like you mentioned your first radio show. Mm -hmm. Talk about like, did you did you do parallel travels like were you were you making music as well as like working on the radio and doing other things Talk. i guess that's what i guess i'm uh curious about your musical journey
0: my very first band <laughs> excuse my language uh we started a band i was 16 years old yeah um it was kind of metal kind of country yeah. um it was if, if Jerry Reed recorded a Metallica record, I guess is the best way to describe okay. it. All right. Um, we were playing this music that was really an amalgamation of what I grew up with. Okay. And, um, they were revved up country songs in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, um, super suckers. If you, if you know who the super suckers are, it's okay. pretty close to what we were kind of doing. Uh, okay. Eddie spaghetti long before Eddie was doing it. Um, And we won a contest and we got to open for Jerry Lee Lewis.
1: Oh, how fun.
0: Yeah. And uh, we got on stage and (laughs) I was like 16 years old at the time. We went up there and I don't think we were particularly good, but we were loud and we were aggressive and we had fun with it. And during the last song, I looked over and Jerry was standing on the edge of the stage watching us oh how cool and my only thought was oh that can't be good that jerry got off his tour bus and actually came to watch us as we finished the song and we walked off stage he stepped in front of me Mm -hmm. and i kind of braced myself because i was like he's gonna say something horrible he stuck his hand out and i shook his hand and he's like you know for a bunch of teenage kids you don't actually suck and i was like I'll take it because coming from you, that's probably sure. as close to a compliment as you're going to yeah, get. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we, we just booked after that. Like, we're, we're going to go while, you know, <laughs> um, and that was the first serious show that I performed musically. Um, mm-hmm. I've done tons, tons since then. Uh, once my sons were born, I transitioned yeah. to the radio side. Uh, actually, I had a punk show out in California uh, on college radio and um it was right around the time that pop punk kind of broke big yeah um of course that didn't last very long because i broke every fcc rule in the book and okay um <laughs> they canceled me kind of cuz the <laughs> show wasn't meant for fm and i didn't realize it was going to be on fm um i thought it was going to be more mm-hmm. kind of pirate radio but yeah um i had friends that did the pirate radio. So I kind of tinkered with that, with them. Um, when the internet radio thing started on, yeah, uh, I would appear on people's show. And I had a friend who showed up at my house one day with a mixer, a microphone and all the software and said, here, mm-hmm. what, the hell, what the hell am I supposed to do with that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to create a radio show. And I was like, I don't wow. know first thing okay. about that. And he's like, you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. it went from there um wow first show like i said i played everything under the sun there was no format to it there was no anything it was just me getting on doing this hey this is a song i like this is the song i like this is the song i like this is the story of this song growing up and it was a mess um but i got better at it and yeah you know i uh and much more focused now. where I still play everything under the sun, but yeah. Um, what you mentioned,
1: you're doing a couple of podcasts. What podcasts are you doing? Uh, I have my main one, which is the Noise Report. Okay, so tell I, me about that.
0: I interview uh, people. All, all. Uh, we do music mostly, but we do pop culture. We do movies. We do authors. Mm-hmm. Um. I've interviewed some of my biggest musical heroes, uh, people that I, as a teenager, laid on my bed looking at posters of and wanting to be them. Uh, So uh, that has been surreal. A lot of famous movie people. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of my favorite ones, um, I got to interview Lloyd Kaufman and um, Mitch Cohen, uh, Mm -hmm. who were the Toxic Avenger. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, Um, uh, that was very different for me. I'd never really done movie stuff before that. And, um, you know, toxic Avengers, one of the movies where it's silly and dumb, but it's a great movie. It's just Mm -hmm. tongue and cheek and fun. And, uh, it was kind of surreal, you know, Kaufman is kind of a, he's kind of a legend among home movie enthusiasts and movie geeks. (laughs) <laughs> that you know people who love bad movies um so and he doesn't do a lot of interviews so yeah uh, it was pretty special at that time to score that interview and just have mm-hmm. fun with it like I had a lot of laughs and I learned a lot about the movie industry that I didn't mm-hmm. know before that so uh um that was a cool one Ray Wilson uh, was another one that I got to interview who uh Ray is one of my biggest musical heroes um even before he was in genesis for that brief time i was a huge fan of ray Mm -hmm. and uh scoring that interview was very surreal Um, yeah i bet talk to me about that um you know i i got it in my head one day i wanted to interview ray i've loved his music going all the way back and uh I sent an email and I thought worst case scenario he's going to tell me to piss off. And, um, he actually replied back and said, I'd love to do it. And we talked for almost two hours. And I, uh, very, very great guy. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty humbling when people that you've idolized for so long, take the time to talk to you when I'm really a nobody. I mean, I'm not Howard Stern. I'm not Eddie trunk or anybody like that. And, uh, you know, for them to take time out of their day and their tour and all the different things that they have going on, that's wild to me. And, um, you know, I asked a million questions and I, uh, Played. I have this silly thing I do called the music guys random questions of insanity, um, and we played a few rounds of that, and he laughed because they're just really random dumb questions that um, are more fitting for playing in a bar while you're drinking with your friends than really for a interview. Um, but they're icebreaker type questions, and they're very different than what a musician would normally get asked. Yeah. Um, so they're fun, you know, when they're tongue in cheek and they make people think like, wow, I've, you know, I've Ray said on a couple of them. I've never in my life in 40 years, I've never been asked that question.
1: So CJ, yeah. you got a couple of examples to ask um, me?
0: I put you on the
1: spot here. Yeah. I,
0: I, I, would, I will throw this one at you. This is the one that I end all my shows with. Okay. Um, this is, I call this the life or death question. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you two choices. Okay. And you have to pick choice A or choice B. Got it. Choice A is from this moment forward for the rest of your life, every movie you watch will have Gilbert Godfrey in the lead starring role. Okay. Or option B Going forward, from this moment forward, every song you hear will now be performed by Cardi B.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, I am a huge Penn and Teller fan, and Gillette adored Guilford Godfrey. In fact, right. he talked about that, you know, on his podcast that you know, he told his daughter Moxie that she should know that she was alive with one of the funniest men ever. Right. But I just can't see Casablanca with with Gilbert <laughs> Godfrey.
2: So I'm going to take
1: Cardi B. I'm going to take Cardi yes. B. And I'm going to, I'm looking forward to hearing her version of Born to Run.
0: <laughs> and that's, and that's what makes the question so great. Yes, absolutely. Is, When you think about the A and the B. Right. Option A, you are now going to see Roadhouse, Dirty Dancing, Full Metal Jacket, The Crow, all-starring Gilbert Gottfried. Yes. Or you are now going to hear Eye of the Tiger, Heart of Rock and Roll, Stairway to Heaven.
2: under
1: With Cardi B. That's awesome. With Cardi B. That's a great question. Um, That's a great question.
0: It's really... uh, you know wow like yeah do i want to hear cardi really perform this or yeah you know and and i love gilbert i really do sure i think it's the proverbial train wreck seeing gilbert as the drill sergeant in full metal jacket for example
3: yes would be hilarious
0: right you know because i think he would just have a way and even for example, if you put him in Roadhouse, I still think Gilbert would have found a way to make that work. But yes. like you said, Casablanca. Do yeah. I want to see him do Casablanca? Do I want him to see him do, you know, To Kill a yeah. Mockingbird or, yeah. you know, Gone with the Wind? Probably not, you know. So <laughs> it's, um, and not that I want to see Cardi really. Or hear her perform anything because her voice is annoying as out of me. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't know what I would choose personally. I've never thought about it in depth, but um, mm-hmm. it's a tough question. And it's one that people love. They, they're they always like, ooh, yeah, you know, like like that's a brutal choice. And yeah, um, I love that. That's very yeah. good. That's just, that's one I ask every time. But I have, there's about 500 questions on the okay. list. Um, and they're very random. Uh sometimes I have people just pick numbers randomly and we'll do it that way. Uh sometimes I'll scroll the list, sometimes
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh for a particular person I have certain ones in mind. Um if I know they're really big in the comic books and movie stuff, then I'll kind of yeah. focus towards that. Um but mostly I want them to have fun. I want them yeah. to I know as a musician, probably. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm interviewing a musician, they've already been asked, when are they going to tour? What are their influences? Sure. What inspired them to do this record? Why did they do this? Why They've been asked those questions 4,000 times. Yes. So I don't need to beat a dead horse. Right. I think outside the box, I'll ask a question and we just go with it. And wherever it ends up, it's just where we go. And I've had some Fun fun times with people that talking about stuff that I had no idea they knew about. Um, Yeah, you know I interviewed Mike Tramp from White Lion, Mm -hmm. and uh, I had no idea that Mike is a Monopoly fanatic.
2: Oh,
1: okay, interesting. We ended
0: up talking about Monopoly (laughs) for Mm -hmm. twenty minutes, and you know who would have thought to ask Mike Tramp about his favorite board games? Yeah. So
1: I I have I kind of do similar thing uh CJ um and I I use this uh, Norm Hiskus is a sports right sports uh talk show host here in the Dallas area and he he was telling a story once that if you ask Nolan Ryan about his no-hitters you will get kind of the same stories and everything. Yeah. But if you ask Nolan about the home runs he hit in his career, his face lights up and he goes, you know, he he engages. Exactly. And so I always think about that, you know, what is the question that someone, you know, and like I had um, I had a a former Playboy model on and I asked Mm -hmm. her, you know, what is. What is the cliche that, you know, you get the most and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think that's great. Um, You did mention, um, I take it you are a fan of live music as well as recorded. Talk to me about some of your shows and and what you love about them. Their performers.
0: The very first show I ever attended. Yeah. And you're going to crack up at this because this is the. Still to this day, I've been to over a thousand shows in my life. Okay. Um, this is still the craziest lineup I've ever seen. The mm-hmm. um, very first show, my dad took me to it, was 38 Special and Iron Maiden mm-hmm. opening for Rainbow. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, I mean, 38 Special, Southern Rock, yeah, Maiden, Power Metal opening mm-hmm. for rainbow, which was, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, Prague. So, um, it was this crazy lineup, but it was a blast. Um, yeah. I have seen monsters of rock, uh, back in 86, 87, I think it was, um, at the Pontiac Silverdome. Mm-hmm. I seen Pink Floyd at the Pontiac Silverdome. I attended, um, Monsters of rock castle Donington in
1: 1984.
0: Okay. Um, Ozzy ACDC motorhead. Uh, the highlight was Gary Moore. Uh, I am a Mm -hmm. massive, massive Gary Moore fan. Okay. Um, Seeing Gary Moore perform, um, unlike anything I've ever seen. Gary was, Gary was in a planetary spin of his own. Like, okay. Um, the way a lot of guitar players talk about Eddie, uh, that's scary for me. You know, Gary was just, he was otherworldly. Yeah. I've seen, um, Depeche Mode and It's Her Neb. Um, I got to meet Jerry Reed, uh, in a truck stop. (laughs) Um, who else have I seen? I've seen I've seen all of the '80s hair bands. Yeah, very few of those I haven't seen. Um, so any Springsteen? Uh, any I, I have Springsteen. never I've You've never had seen Bruce. I have not seen Bruce, but yes. I've seen Little Steven twice. Nice.
1: Talk to me a so, little bit about those.
0: Um, I seen him the first time at CBGB's. Okay. Um, we actually went to see a punk band and we got there late. So we stayed overnight and Mm -hmm. Stevie did kind of this random show. Mm -hmm. It was sort of an unannounced show. Um, Yeah. And uh, him and an acoustic guitar mostly. Yeah. um, Or I don't want to say acoustic guitar, but just him and a a telecaster for the most part. Sure. Um, Great show. uh, Mostly playing cover songs, Motown stuff, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, great performer. I love, I love Steve, Stevie, yeah. Um, you know, both have an you, amazing musician and an actor.
1: Yeah. Um, did you, I was going to ask, did you, did you read his uh, autobiography? I have not. It is read his, really, I didn't well even done. know he
0: had an autobiography. Yeah, he,
1: he has, he's just released one this okay. uh, end of last year. Really, he beats himself up a lot. Uh, about some of the choices he made yeah Uh, it's like he says sometimes I think I'm allergic to making money uh (laughs) but a uh, lot of (laughs) musicians yes uh but it it was a it was a really fun uh I I recommend it strongly
0: yeah I'll definitely read it he's you know he's one of them I don't know how to put this he's one of them great rock and roll characters Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, the like, pirate, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like
0: there's there's those people in rock and roll who they're known for the prowess. Mm-hmm. And then there's those that are known for their bad behavior. And then mm-hmm. you have those that are they're just characters and they're yeah, they're good characters. You have Stevie, you have Lemmy uh, from Motorhead, uh, mm-hmm. you have uh, Tom Waits. Um, yeah. Uh, you know they're they're almost bigger than life in the fact Mm -hmm. that they are songwriters they're poets they're troubadours, they're yeah you know they're the type of people you write movies about right and and whether you know their music really well or don't you know who they are Um, Mm -hmm. and there's actors that way um my son, my one of my older sons, pulled a movie out the other day, and he was listening it. And he goes, he goes, it has Tam, Tom Sizemore in it. I don't know who Tom Sizemore is, and I was like, oh, right. you know who Tom is. He's like, I don't. And then I showed him a picture, and he goes, oh, I don't know who that is. And I was like, yeah, you know, Tom is one of them guys. You know his face, but you don't always know his name, right? But I'll guarantee you, you've seen Tom Sizemore in at least five movies. Sure. Uh, so, and there's those people in rock and roll that you know stevie is one of them people he's been around forever he's played with a who's who of rock and roll if they're from new york or yeah or the east coast and you know has made a a great career in tv and movies and yeah that's awesome that when people can do that um henry rollins for example you know who would have ever thought rollins would be successful in, in movies or TV, you know, and right. The guy is a machine, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, here's a guy who when he first started in music was working in haagen as an ice cream guy, you know, yeah. and accidentally lucked into mm-hmm. becoming one of the most legendary punk rock guys yeah. of all time. So, yeah. Um, well i have one for
1: you okay um, i don't know there um don rio is a hollywood writer producer and he co-wrote a book with clarence clemens okay you know the big man yep. and um and so they tell the story and this is a true story that don rio at the time was the executive producer on my wife and kids okay okay with uh uh, yeah david yeah um yes so um he takes damon to a springsteen show okay damon had never gone and so they're before the show they're in the green room and um you know they're kind of walking in and little steven walks in okay <laughs> and don says oh little steven this is david damon. Damon's like oh it's great to meet you you know big fan of your comedy And he's like, Silvio, it's Silvio. This is great. Oh, nice. So they walk out and uh, Damon looks over at Don and says, why is Silvio here? Why is Steven Van Zandt here? He goes, oh, he plays on Bruce's band. Yeah. Wow. Bruce must be a huge Springsteen fan to hire this guy. (laughs) (laughs) So Don Rio tells this to Bruce, and so Bruce says, "Yeah." He said, "I like that." Yeah, I'm just watching TV, and I go, "Oh, that guy! I should have him in my band."
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, um, one of my favorite stories. I'm I'm trying to remember the. Uh, I know it's not Christopher Titus. It's um, one of the comedians yeah. tell a story about randomly meeting Bruce, okay. essentially. And being a fanboy, essentially. Yeah. And asking this totally dumb question and not even being oblivious to how dumb the question was. Right. And then when they walked away, he realized how dumb the question was. And he thought, Oh God, you know, Bruce is going to tell stories about this for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, and he got, you know, back home and apparently Bruce, Bruce, and Patty had sent him like this expensive bottle of wine and whatnot to yes, um, and send him front row tickets. And I can't remember the comedian. I want to say it's Christopher Titus. It's either Christopher Titus or Jeff Dunham. That's a great uh, story, but that it wasn't really a dumb question. He thought it was a dumb question because he's so, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, he's such a huge fan. And, and I want to, I, I swear, I want to say it's Christopher Titus. I'm almost positive. It's Christopher Titus. Um, yeah, but they ended up be going to the show with Bruce and becoming friends and and whatnot and all this other stuff from it. But um, you know, Bruce mm-hmm. is, you know, Bruce is one of them guys that um, you know, you kind of know him without realizing you know him. Yeah, um, Huey Lewis and Rick Springfield are in that same category. Yeah, you know you you don't realize, you know, as many songs by them. Right. As you really do. Sure. Um, you know, and, and I challenge anybody with this, take a Huey Lewis record and just right. come down randomly. Yeah. And you will realize, I didn't even realize I knew this many Huey Lewis in the new Songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bruce it's is different. the same way. Put a Bruce Springsteen record on or a Billy Joel record. Yeah. And you'll be like, Holy crap. I didn't realize I knew this many songs by this. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know, and even if you don't listen to him every day, you'll get that reaction because he's been so on the radio so much. He's been in movies, he's been in TV shows and he's, he's just, it's a universal Mm -hmm. talent that goes beyond just being Bruce Springsteen, you know, or just being this person of, yeah, they kind of transcend pop culture. in in their own way and i think so you know um yeah
1: i he's um i i was asked a couple weeks ago um there's a guy does a fun podcast that basically he gets two people on and they debate like the latest episode that dropped was um the um oh i'm gonna get it wrong um it was like the godfather trilogy and one other trilogy they were debating this okay. one but uh he had me and april on april's a friend who does she loves duran duran and i love bruce springsteen so we debated okay. 80s band and it was so much fun talking about that about how much they're in the culture and everything yeah. so yeah uh that's that's it's, wonderful
0: yeah it's you know it was such a different time then like music really had yeah yeah Not that today's music doesn't have the same value. No. But I think, ultimately, there was less noise. Yeah. Um, Back then, you know, we had, my grandfather had, Mm -hmm. still to this day, uh, the basement in his house. Yeah. He had one of them old cabinet type stereos sure and my dad had one um my dad had the zenith one it had the tv in it and then the top flipped up and it had the record player the eight track yeah all of that and um the one i had in the basement i wouldn't i didn't even sleep in my bedroom that often upstairs i would go downstairs and i would sleep in the basement on the couch because The record player was down there and I could put a record on and I could just lay in the dark and I could just soak in the music without all the other thing, you know, you didn't have the internet, you didn't have cell phones, you didn't have computers, you didn't have the constant buzz and the noise that you have today that takes away from the ability to really focus, like, you know, back growing up when you got a record, Boston for me, Boston was the record that the debut Boston record. Right, I played that thing until it was see-through practically. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. wear the grooves out on it, and my dad replaced it so many times. He finally bought me my own copy, threw it at me, and said, no, leave my damn Boston record alone." Oh, how funny! <laughs> um, but you know, you you took that music in then, and yes. You, it was it was almost a religious experience in a way, yeah, um, in the sense that. You had those people you loved and you waited, you stood in line for concert tickets. That was another thing that people don't get that experience. You know, how many times growing up, did you stand in line overnight? Yes. To get that ticket that you weren't going to get otherwise, unless right. you were there 7 p.m. the night before, you know, and yeah kids today younger the younger generation you can tell them about it but if you weren't there you really don't understand and you don't understand that there were a thousand people in those lines with you but you were family you were all yeah you had the same single objective And nobody was going to mess with you because they were going to mess with everyone else in that life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And nowadays you see a fight on the street and people are more apt to film it on their cell phone than to actually help somebody. And you would have never seen that back then. I think you're right. You know, the other thing that, you know,
1: as I sound like the grumpy old man, um, (laughs) the, the, you know, I, I was born in 59, so I graduated high okay. school in 77. And so I grew up on top 40 radio. So similar to you, there was this diversity of music on that radio. Yeah. You heard everything. You heard pop, you heard rock, you heard soul, you heard R&B, you had uh, disco, you had everything Ooh, on wow. there. Yeah, doo everything. I
0: love doo music.
1: Yeah, and it was just, it was just a, it, and now then, and there is some beauty. There is some beauty mm-hmm. that when I get in the car and I can go to Sirius XM and mm-hmm. if I feel like hearing, you know, Little Stevens Underground Radio I can flip it there. If I want to hear, you know, if I want to go to Willie Nelson's country road and hear classic country, I can, you know, if I want to hear the Bruce Springsteen channel and hear just Bruce or the Pearl Jam channel, just Bruce, or, you know, the Billy Joel channel, whatever it is, that's a beautiful thing I can have, but there was something cool about turning that radio and not knowing what you were going to get. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, and like, you got a little bit of everything. Yeah, like I would. I'll. So I've had over the years um, thousands of records, tens of thousands of cassettes, uh, digital music, more music than. Yeah, uh, I've been all over the world. I've lived in forty-eight states. I've lived in fourteen countries. Yeah. And this is another one of my rock and roll stories. I have one record. I got it when I was nine years old. Okay. This single record has stayed with me my entire life. It has never been stolen. It's never been replaced. It's never been lost. All right. The only record that I can say this about. Okay. And it is this one. Ah, yes. (laughs) This is an original pressing (laughs) of Frampton comes alive uh, ah yes worth a fortune and it is the only it's a single only record i had that not my friends have never stolen they've never it's never been lost in any of the moves it's never been broken so Um,
1: listeners what you don't get and hopefully cj will send me a photo of this yeah it's it's the it's vinyl and you can see how old it is because yeah the ring of where the actual vinyl has, yeah, has is literally, literally shown on that. You know, you can see the outline of that. Yeah. Uh, it still has that is still not in mint condition, my friend.
0: <laughs> um, I tell you, no, it's, no that, the case isn't. But I but will the, promise you, the, the record word. is
1: pristine. Pretty much. Oh, that is beautiful. Um, that is so great.
0: So. But yeah, this is a single one record. Uh, all my Boston ones have been lost or replaced or stolen. Uh, my Chicago, my Survivor, my Jeff Leopard, all my '80s ones, mm-hmm. um, Bad Company, all of those of all, you know, I've had to replace or whatever over the years. But yeah, uh, this little beauty right here, he stuck with me like glue through <clears throat> it all. Um, the closest through the I- army through different yeah. countries. Um, Brazil, the Philippines, Thailand—that's um, <laughs> awesome. You know, it's it's stuck to my butt like you know. That's great, but, great. Yeah.
1: Um. So, future plans for the podcast. What do you want to do next?
0: Um. I just uh, kind of. There is going to be an audio part of it. Okay. Um, I'm revamping that. Uh, right now. I kind of uh, took it video, kind of like this, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, we're putting it on YouTube. Uh, I have a reaction channel there that I, I do music reactions. Yeah. Um, I won't say it's highly successful, but uh, it is about a hundred times more successful than I ever expected it to be. Okay. Um, I I went into it thinking my whole life. The funny thing is, I never watched MTV. Okay. I've never been a a video guy as far as music videos. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to start reacting to videos because I've heard Metallica Master of Puppets 10,000 times. Okay. I've never seen a single Metallica video in my life. Right. So here I am at 51 years old. All right. I'm going to react to Master of Puppets by Metallica.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) People are like, you know, how are you a metal expert? And you've never seen I've always listened to audio never video. Yeah. So I honestly expected 10, 15, 20 people to watch my videos. Okay. Um, I don't know the first thing about video editing. Okay. I did a video posted it at like 12 in one night, woke up the next morning and it had like 58,000 views.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: thought, wow, okay. Um, Maybe people will watch it. (laughs) Sure. Um, And in the first sixty days of doing the channel, uh, I've amassed about ten thousand subscribers, about three hundred and fifty thousand views, and about nice ten million listening minutes. Um, So, not up there with you know the big boys, but for a reaction channel for the first sixty days, pretty good. I'm smashing it Uh, i've been told that i am so far ahead of the curve yeah um, and i don't even know how to edit video that well i really don't like Mm -hmm. i have this crappy little program that's a screen capture program Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so you know i put one screen over here and i do that and then i have my little camera over here and i just overlap them and talk about what's going on and Mm -hmm. um yeah so we're gonna keep doing that we're gonna keep pushing the video side of it. I'm going to get the audio side of it back up and running so that I can do that. Cause that's kind of where my expertise is. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a second podcast that I recently created and just launched called the racket bracket. Okay. Um, where I, we do bracket style things. Mm-hmm. I create really random and fun, silly brackets. And I invite the guests on and I kind of surprise them with it. And I let them make all the choices and um, all the brackets are randomly generated by a computer program. Um, That sounds fun. Yeah. I've done uh, the very first one we did was the greatest guitarist of all time, not named Eddie Van Halen. Okay. There Um, you go. Eddie was not on the list because obvious reasons, Eddie would have automatically won in most people's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. we did a Greatest Rappers uh, mm-hmm. one. Uh, we did the the Greatest Comic Showdown one recently. I haven't posted that one yet, mm-hmm. um, where I chose 16 DC and 16 Marvel characters.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Put them all into the generator. The generator chose violence and matched up people in first round that immediately mm-hmm. had my guests off the rails because they were like wait the very first choice I have to pick is Spider-Man versus you know Lobo are oh, you saying <laughs> yeah. from there Um, and they're fun um, you know sometimes uh, when we did the guitar one one of the very first choices uh, that it made was Stevie Ray Vaughan versus Gary Moore mm, okay and oh that must and, have been tough for you I, and that's the thing. It's not my bracket. I narrate it. I add my opinions to it, but all of the picks are of those of the guests. Mm -hmm. Um, So on that one, me and the guests, the guest was very much a Stevie Ray Vaughan and 99.9% of the time I'd have gone with Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. But not against Gary. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, So, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's tongue in cheek. It's done really just to kind of make people think and
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um some of the choices very obvious some of them really brutal to make yeah Um, some of them really really make you think um the comic one for example when we got to the final uh we had thanos versus scarlet witch oh wow okay And we had to discuss that one back and forth, because, okay, you got Thanos with all of his whatnot, but you got Scarlet Witch over here with her, you know, her power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we we had to really break down the nuts and bolts of what if this happened, what if this happened, and um, it's just geeky stuff, really. Um, yeah, it sounds a lot of fun. Yeah, but we're gonna do a bassist one. We're gonna do a drummer one. We're gonna do a keyboard one. We're gonna do male vocalist one, a female vocalist one. Um, you know, uh, greatest rock stars one. We're gonna do. I'm gonna do a rock star one, and the rock star one is going to be people like Bruce, um, John Cougar Mellencamp, or John Mellencamp. I, I still call him John Cougar Mellencamp. Yes, I know. Um, it's and I have we with yeah. Bob Dylan? Okay. Um, it's, it's gonna have those, I guess, more rootsy mm-hmm. type rock stars, the, the yeah. ones we grew up with enough, Bob Seeger, Rick Springfield. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're gonna bring somebody in and we're gonna let them debate, you know, is John Mellencamp better or worse than Bruce? Is Bruce better or worse than Rick Springfield is Rick better or worse than Tina Turner is Tina Turner, better or worse than Pat Benatar. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. So <laughs> that sounds a lot of fun. That sounds yeah. a lot of fun. I'd, I'd love to have you on there, man. If you, oh, you want to do one. Yes. Um, you
1: just let me know when,
0: and yeah. I'm there. I'd love it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah. Um, Cause I got, and, and you know, I, I can custom make one. I mean, if there's a, okay. an idea that you have, Okay, um, you know we could do the uh, if you really want to get into it, I, we could do uh, 16 or 32 of uh, Springsteen songs. Oh, I'll, that would be uh, that would be fun. You know, I, I'll make a I'll randomly pick 32 songs of Springsteen and we'll see what the generator gives us and we'll discuss that would what be fun. songs or what and what ends up being the best, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, That would be a lot of fun. All right. I'll make that that happen and I'll get with you. All right. That sounds perfect. All right. Just like you, I end every episode with a question as well. Uh, So if you are a friend of CJ's and uh, you are listening, thank you. Uh, He did you proud. Uh, Jay Armstrong (laughs) is an honors English teacher that has recently retired he would, when he was teaching, his honors, uh, his seniors, they would spend two days breaking apart Thunder Road. He would look at the lyrics, they would talk about the themes, and at the end of the two days, he would ask his class, does Mary get in the car? CJ, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road?
0: I'm going to flex a little bit here please that's that
1: is encouraged
0: yes mary does get into the car okay mary does go down the road yes and mary ends up back where she started years later telling the story in another song called the promise yes absolutely (laughs) all right so yes mary does get into the car uh, but it doesn't work out, and she ends up back where she started, because um, Bruce says, um, essentially, uh, that yeah. they drove the Challenger down Route 9, promises were broken, yeah. I cashed in a few of my dreams, um, and essentially, he tells the story later of, even though technically, I think everybody knows what the promise really was about, yeah. Um it is a direct continuation because he says in the promise, you know, thunder road for the lost lovers and the fixed games, thunder road for the tires rushing by in the rain. Um, so it, Bruce pretty much says that, yes, she did get into the car and, you know, <laughs> things didn't work out, but life went so on. And
1: <laughs> You're the, my, you're my first guest that has ever connected the promise. We've all talked <laughs> about that okay you're the first person to marry question uh they did someone did bring up that i loved is someone said yes but um in racing in the street when she sits on the porch Mm -hmm. she sits on her daddy's porch that's the same porch she danced across and i said oh yeah it is i guess that is that is great great answer cj all right so if someone wants to reach you what's the best way
0: um just type in music. God, CJ plane. Uh, okay. it will bring up my website, which is uh riot on the set dot rocks. It'll bring up. If you go to YouTube music, God okay. CJ plane is on there. Or music. God reacts. Okay. Um, you'll find all kinds of old articles. I've written, uh, the history of punk, according to me, uh, okay. very tongue in cheek article that, was just way deeper in punk than i intended it to be but um again i wrote an article just to kind of show off my knowledge of punk music okay um it it started as a project in english class in college with the kid who was the quote-unquote punk expert spending four pages talking about how green day was the savior of punk and okay me basically flexing saying Green Day isn't even a blip on the map in punk and then exploring that you know the mode, the cure were all yeah. Remnants of ronk. You had Patty Smith and the Riot Girl movement, and you had English punk versus West Coast Punk versus East Coast Punk. And when I turned that paper and the teacher was just kind of like, you did that just to embarrass him, didn't you? And I was like Yeah, (laughs) kind of. He he, he was way too cocky with the Green Day thing. That's hilarious. He he, kind of had it coming. That is hilarious. You know, but yeah. That is Um, great, my friend. So, yep. All right.
1: uh, Well, you and I will connect offline. Uh, I would love to join you on the podcast sometimes. Thank you for joining me.
0: Listeners. Thank you for having me,
1: man. Oh, yeah. Listeners, go get vaccinated, get boosted, and let's be kind to each other because that's how we're going to get through this. Yes. Thank you
0: CJ. Thank yeah, you Yeah, let me let yes. me let me just really quick explain it. Please. Next. When I end my reaction videos, my ending is always be well, treat each other with kindness and remember no bad, no matter how bad you think it is, music heals.
1: Well said, sir. Well said. <laughs> I love it. Thank
2: you. Yes. All right, you heard it. We just need to be a little kinder
1: each other.
0: So, yeah, Yeah, great, great. It's so easy to be kind to people.
1: Yes. You know, it really is.
0: It, um, I've been so blessed in my life, man, that, yeah, I have had days where I'm not an overly religious person, Mm -hmm. but for example, recently I went to the store, I, I just, Last year, I went through a brutal divorce, Um, got custody of my 10-year-old. It's been a battle the whole Mm -hmm. time. I was down to my last $8, Mm -hmm. and he wanted ice cream. Yeah. Truthfully, probably shouldn't have been spending it on ice cream, but, you know, he's such an amazing kid. And I just thought, you know what? You deserve it. And I went there, and I got the ice cream, and I got him a Snickers bar. And um, going through the line, just thinking, how the hell am I going to make it on $8 for the next week? Yeah. And the lady in front of me, it was the day before my birthday on April 19th.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And um, she turns to the cashier and she's like, go ahead and put theirs on my thing. And I was like, you don't have to do that. And she's like, no, she's like, she's like, it's Easter. She's like, happy Easter. And I just thought to myself, you know, she didn't know anything about me. Yeah. She didn't know how dark it was for me at that time or what I was going through. It was something so simple. It was, it was $2.80 worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that whole single act just completely changed my entire day. Yeah. Because he got what he wanted. And I didn't have to spend money on it. And that gave me the money I needed for something else later. And it's just, it's so easy to do that. You know, it's so easy to say, excuse me, or to say thank you, or to say please, or just to offer to help in simple ways. Yep. And people don't, understand that kindness goes so far a smile or just saying hello to someone
2: mm-hmm.
0: you don't know what they're going through you don't know what's on their mind and sometimes that simple hello might be enough to make them think okay not everyone is an inconsiderate ass like we like to think sometimes because people are in such a rush to get everything me me, me now 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 you know, it's just, I, I kindness is the cornerstone of everything. And I get annoyed when people don't show kindness, but when people are arrogant and rude. Um, when I see videos of people like Mr. Beast or people like that who just randomly help people. It, it makes me cry in a way because I wish... I would be the worst lottery winner Mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah. Cause I would go broke just giving most of the money away to people like homeless shelters and special Olympics and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't believe anyone should be required by law to help people, but I couldn't go to sleep at night knowing that I had, millions of dollars in the bank knowing that I had a friend who was struggling with a light bill that had a friend struggling with paying rent, or I had a friend who was struggling to get their car fixed. I couldn't sure. go to sleep at night knowing I had that much money and I didn't help them. Yeah. I, I hear you exactly. I you you know, know what you I mean. Just, and, and people tell me all the time, Oh, you wouldn't actually be like that. And I'm like, I really would. I'm already like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I already yeah. popped myself out. Yeah. You know, for people it I don't care because karma always comes back and blesses me 10 times over. So, Absolutely. yeah, you know, and I see stuff, you know, uh, I, I see, there's a, there's a YouTube channel called tribal people react and mm-hmm. it's these four guys from Pakistan that are, are tribal. They live way out and, you know, in little simple things like, you know, they had a Coney dog for the first time, mm-hmm. and they were so amazed by they'd never seen a Coney dog. Yeah, and I think to myself, God, like, how do you go through life not know what a Coney dog is? Sure, coney yeah, dog, you know. And then I think, like, am I rich? No, but man. I got a four bedroom, two bath house. I've got radio equipment for days. I've got millions of songs of music. I'm never hungry. I have lights and electricity. I have running water. I'm pretty good yeah Yeah. i'm a blessed dude i'm a blessed dude i know that feeling too yeah so Mm -hmm. you know that's really for me that's why i say treat each other with kindness and be well and remember that no matter how dark it seems there's always a song that can relate to your pain and your whatever you know and uh trust in music is kind of i guess what i mean by music heals you know is Music has gotten me through, always, so.
3: <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football